Joining us right now, a very special guest today at Country 104. We've been excited to bring this guy in. He's been referred to as a young Ryan Seacrest due to his work with Disney Channel and more. Uh, you can find information, www.noahschnacky.com, Instagram, email, Pandora, whatever. It's all on his website. Let's talk about social media for a second, Noah. Yeah, man. All right. Instagram. Instagram. You got over 500,000 followers. Yeah. But you only got 58 posts. And when I do the math, a good percentage of those posts, you're shirtless. Is that the key to getting so many followers? What's my the friend, my friend, <laughs> if you do the math, I probably have like 0.2% of those photos. I would have gone as high as 16, 17%. The thing is, I actually posted, I probably posted 400 photos, but I, I do commonly like take away some of the older photos or some of the photos that I like go back to. And I'm like, this isn't really where I'm at anymore. Just because, like, you know, I'm, I'm a kid. I'm growing. I'm always changing. And we're always trying to think of new things and, and reinvent it. So, like, to, to me, it's just fun. I try not to take it too serious. <laughs> you know what I mean? And for anybody out there who's trying to, like, go look at my my Instagram to find these shirtless photos, good luck. My my last name is Schnacky. So <laughs> to spell on that is, is a mystery. And once you get there, you'll realize, like, I mean, we I'm from Florida. We have a lot of fun on the water. So it's, it's hard not to try and take good pictures of good fun, you know? <laughs> so is this real then? Also, since we're on the Instagram topic, text me. With a phone number. Is that yeah. is that legit? Well, I mean, I started my social media just based off of the idea of just trying to care about the people who cared about me yeah. and trying to get involved in the stories of the people who cared about my stories. So um, when Instagram started kind of glitching out in, a, in its growth yeah. and we had so many DMs rolling and we decided that it, maybe it was time for me to, to move to a more personal thing because I take it very personal and I respond to it myself. So we bought a second line and now I respond from a, a cell phone and that's what we do. So, so instead of doing DMs, now I do that on top of the DMs because you know we still get all the DMs and there's a lot of there's a lot of people who just find me on social media. So we still do that, but I do a lot of texting now too because that's just the way it's worked out. So is that your whole day? Like I got two thousand followers on my Instagram and I spend my lot. whole day talking to people. So you must like that's got to be the whole schedule. All it day. can be. It can yeah. be. It's it's been really it's been really tricky for me because it like anytime I can't respond to somebody firsthand, it like really hurts and I don't really want other people to do it because like you know to me that's fake. What's really cool about but where we're at right now is like I'll go to a concert and we'll have a meet and greet of 150 people and of those people I'll probably know 60 or 70 of them by their Instagram handle or by their Twitter handle and I'll walk up to them and be like holy smokes you're, you're turtle nerd 04 and like <laughs> just just crazy like and, and you'll like grow these relationships online for years and to me that's really special like I want to be involved in these people's lives as much as I possibly can you is that a real I mean? name turtle nerd turtle nerd underscore 09 is one of the biggest followers I have. So it just kind of popped in my head. Big shout out right there all the way up here in Canada. Heck I like yeah. that. She was actually at a show we just played um, in Denver not too long ago. Yeah. It was a 21 and up show. She's 16. Uh, and she came with her parents. Her parents are really big fans too. So they went to the show and she sat in the car the whole performance. Her parents came back and said, hey, she's waiting in the car. So we went and met her out back, and, and just I just hugged her and said, thanks so much for coming, and that's all I could give her. And then I, I, try to, I try to make it as special as I can, but just the fact that people are willing to, even at events where they may not be allowed to come inside, just because they want to be a part of what we're doing, like that blows my mind. Absolutely. And, and this has been a big MO for you. I mean, you built the social media following first. Yeah. And now you're kind of using that platform to uh, to send your music out there. It's an interesting strategy. Did you come up with it? Is it just something that happened organically? Or uh, No, I wish I could say yeah. I take the credit for that. I'll, honestly, it was me and my dad kind of sitting down and looking at the people that I looked up to the most in country music. Yeah. People like Taylor Swift, who, who, you know, it doesn't really matter 
uh, how much you know until the people know how much you care. You know what I mean? Like, Absolutely. That, that, that's kind of the, the deal. So we wanted to care about people first, and I did that by just trying to get in people's lives. And once With we had established that. No, I'm kidding, I'm kidding. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Man, you really like these shirtless photos. It's <laughs> a whole other conversation. I, no, no, for another day. I think we should lay into that. <laughs> no, we'll get back to that at I'm the end. I'm just wondering why end. your face is turning My so red right now. Make, I'm still worried about the pronunciation at the end of the interview. That's why I'm nervous. No. Is like, it so you can look up the shirtless photos again? <laughs> it is. I'm busting. No, I'm actually hoping he'll take one with me after. We'll both get shirtless and. I'll blind people with my tasty <laughs> Irishness. Yeah. No, please continue on that note. Uh, no, it's just cool to me that like there are so many, um, so many good people out there that are willing to be a part of my story and care about me. And so like that's yeah. to me what it boils down to. Yeah. And if I can be that for them in any way, shape, or form, I always try to be. And so that was the core of what we tried to do. And we did that from 17 till 21. Yeah. And then we figured it was about time to release the first song because we had grown uh, like hundreds of thousands of followers who were waiting for that first song to be released. And after it released, we had a, a million streams in eight days, completely organic, independently. And then we did it again eight months later with a second song. And now this third one, the, the first ever radio single, I'll Be The One, broke the record and it did a million streams in seven days. Seven days. Three million in the first month. That's it. Yeah. yeah. And now it's climbing, man. I mean, I'm, I'm super excited about it. Thankfully, like we have an awesome team of people who just absolutely believe in it behind us and and we've been able to grow that team more and more and more over the last year yeah from what i've been able to learn on the imdb and from the press releases and stuff like that you've been in the entertainment biz since about eight and the country music side since about 12 yeah well so, I've, I've i mean i grew up on country music grew like, up kind of surrounded by the industry right? i knew i wanted to be an entertainer but i didn't know what it, what it looked like you know what i mean yeah, like i yeah. remember being a young kid and thinking to myself like i love entertaining people and like there's so many ways to do that so my parents were good and tried me out and everything from TV, television, and I did some stuff for like How I Met Your Mother and for Disney Channel, yeah, and, yeah. and I, I liked that, but there was something missing. And then I tried some some theater, and I did some stuff there, and it's and we took that for a second, and then when I found my way to music, something clicked in me, and Beautiful. it just it just made sense. And so we started going back and forth to town when I was 13, writing my own songs. And thankfully, I'm, I'm not going to play any of those songs in studio for you guys today because the early songs were crazy, man. Like the first song I ever recorded on Music Row is called Selena. Okay. It's about Selena Gomez. Oh, man. Oh, yeah. And can it be found anywhere? Oh, I hope not. Can I go on a hunt? Oh, I hope not. We'll challenge each other. I keep telling people I have an old rap song from when I was like 15 on iTunes. You Do can, you? You go try to find that, and I'll go try to find Selena, all right? It's on. All right. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was just bringing up the point of how early you started. It must have been difficult then, as you said, between 17 and 21, you were growing that following. It must have been difficult to hold back on sending the music out there then and just getting yourself out there oh, and dude. building that if you knew that's where you were kind of going. Dude, I mean, I there were so many days I looked at my dad and said, dude, I, I, I'm, I'm 19 now and I don't make any money and, yeah. I, and I work 70 hours a week. If let's you, hit the gas, like, let's go. Yeah. When are we going to do this? And, yeah. and it was just patience. It was patience. It was finding the right song and making sure we were in the right position and doing the right thing. Our whole mentality has always been like, we want to make sure that we're doing this in a way that like really honors the people around us because we know we can't do it alone yeah and so that's what we always have tried to do and we just we just pushed for that angle as, as hard as we could and, and thankfully when we found the right song and it was the right time we released hello beautiful and people people really enjoyed it yeah. and it's special to me because like that was the songs i grew up on like i can remember being 10 years old right yeah and my dad would walk into my room and as a 10 year old kid i didn't have an alarm clock i had my dad who would like 
grab a guitar off my wall, put a foot up on my bed, and play an old Kenny Chesney tune or an old Garth Brooks tune to wake me up in the morning. And, like, at first it just sounded like an alarm clock, and then it slowly went from an alarm clock to sounding like a story. And, like, who's he talking about here? I think the shift in me happened when I was starting to like girls. Because all of a sudden when he'd sing lyrics like Ordinary No, Really Don't Think So, Not A Love This True, or, yeah. or like songs like The Dance by Garth Brooks, all of a sudden, it connected, yeah. right? And I took that with me, and that's what I started going to Nashville with. So, I mean, that that's just, that's how I grew up. That was me. And so, like, it's really special to me for, for the songs that I created because we took that storytelling and tried to put it into the first few songs because I love, I still write, I write my own music, so... The fact that I could authentically use my stories and they were willing to connect with that is really special to me as well, you know? Shout out to your dad for being a great alarm clock. Oh, yeah, he's, he was a great alarm clock. Yeah. It was, I mean, I got to be honest with you. In the early days, before I really got it, it was annoying. I'd sit under that pillow and wish it was up. <laughs> well, my but, dad used to wake me up with a steel-toed boot to the butt, so anyway, you're doing all right. <laughs> yeah, I guess, I guess there's worse ways to wake up in the morning. So let's talk about the song. You keep talking about finding the songs, and you found a song that you want to debut yourself at uh, at Country Radio, and it's the one we're here to talk about today, I'll Be The One. So uh, if I got the story right, you came up with the idea based on a girl you saw in a Nashville restaurant, and it was a co-write situation with Seth Ennis and Jordan Schmidt. Am I right on that? Pretty close. Close? What yeah, did I miss? Yeah. I don't know if I was in Nashville or not. Oh, I was, okay. I was, saw a girl across the way and like thought about everything I could be to her, and it had been on my mind a lot just because, to me, I've got three little sisters, and and I, and I know I want a guy to treat her their, them really well. And on top of that, you know, I respond to my fans so much. And I see, like, on a deeper level, how many of those fans sometimes feel alone. Yeah. Just like I do a lot of the times, be on the road by myself. And so I wanted to write a song that would remind people when they feel like there's nobody there for them, you know, I'll be the one to hold them up, to hold their hand, to hold their door, because they're worth that. And they they deserve to know that they're worth that. They're yeah. they're valued and they're loved. And even when they don't feel like it, hopefully this song can inspire them and remind them how much they mean. You know? Yeah. No, so, I completely follow where you're going with that. So that's why we released it as the first song, just because, like, to me, music is power. It's a weapon, and we can either use that to bring people together, or we can use that to bring tear people apart. And 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 to me, to release a song like this that can help encourage people in a time that they may need it a lot is the whole reason I'm doing this. So there was really no other options but to release this song. So you worked with Dan Huff on this one, who's worked with Keith Urban. Smart choice oh on that gosh. one. Oh, my gosh. Well, Dan Huff is not just a Keith Urban producer. He is, of all the producers in Nashville, he was the number one slot of my bucket list of producers to work with. He's literally created what country sounds like in large part over the last couple of decades. Like, everyone from Thomas Rhett to Keith Urban to Kane Brown, like, you name him, he's worked with him. And so the fact that he was willing to stop all these busy projects and take a second to help me out with my songs, too, because he believed in it. Because, you know, he's at a point now where he doesn't have to do anything he doesn't want to. So the fact that he was willing to stop and help me because he believed in me, like, blew my mind. And so the fact that we got to do this together and that he was willing to see my vision and see I could see his vision and we could create something so special between us. I mean, I'm flying high. I can't, no I can't. doubt. Yeah, it's and just rightfully really cool. so. Rightfully so. You know what's kind of interesting though is that from what I've learned, and maybe you'll agree, maybe you'll disagree. You, you, you had a vision for it, and you stuck to it. Yeah. And even with a, a super celebrity, in my opinion, as Dan in the room, yeah, you were still able to put across your vision. And some people might just cower in the corner and let Dan do his thing, right? It's so, tricky, man, because yeah. you. I mean, I have so much respect for him, but he made it so easy. Like, what Dan's really good at is is looking at an artist and saying, what's special about you and how can I enhance that? Yeah. And I think that's what I like about him so much and, what's, and what, what makes him so diverse 
as as a producer is the fact that you know he could take a Kane Brown album and it sounds totally different than a Keith Urban album because he knows the artist is different. Yeah, and being that diverse has kept him so relevant over the decades, and that's why I wanted to go to him because I wanted him to show me maybe even things that I didn't see in myself that were special. Yeah, you know. Yeah, it's interesting how working with others can bring that out of us, though something we didn't necessarily know was there, even though it was. Yeah, yeah. totally. Like those little moments and the little the little ways you say something that you just overlook, but they like want to lay into it. Are yeah. the little instrumentation things that like really make you uh, a defined artist? You know? Yeah, yeah. Good for you. Thank you. So man. many good things going on. I was on your website, uh, and uh, there's just a few shows kind of booked. Are you looking to get out on the road to meet more fans, or is it always. more of a musical focus right now, though? Oh, always both. Yeah. I mean, we're going back into the studio next week to do three more songs with Dan. I'm super excited about no that. No doubt. I love when an interview comes towards the end and it gives us something for the next time. So let's talk about this for a second. You're going yeah. back in the studio. We're going back in the studio. No we got doubt. three more songs to work with Dan. I mean, the first time, we, we killed it. Yeah. And so I'm, I'm excited to get to work with him a second time. Yeah. And on top of that, we're also running this song, I'll Be the Wonder Radio. And this is like the first time I've ever been in Canada. On top of that, so the fact that we're going to hear this song on the radio in Canada for the first time in my life is pretty cool. Noah Gone International! Yeah, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a pretty cool moment for me, man. I like, I've always dreamed of the day I hear my song on the radio, and yeah. so now that we get to do it with multiple songs, hopefully down the line, I'm like, I'm really excited. Yeah. You know, we're, we're kicking things off. And so after the Dan, after the Dan songs are, are finished, hopefully we put out new, new music in the early year, yeah. and... We're gonna keep running this one to radio. I'm like, I'm in this with you, man. I'm, I love it. I'm in it with the people listening too. I don't know everything about this, but I'm figuring <laughs> it out. I just show up and talk when they tell me and sing when they tell me, and it's going all right so far. All right. Well, final question then. With the new stuff that you're working on, uh, how tied is it to the song that we're uh, hearing here today? I'll be the one. If this one didn't succeed the way you wanted it to, would have changed the direction you'd be going, or are you sticking to it no matter what? Oh, I, I just, I just do what my heart says to do. Smart man. That's Smart it. Man. I mean, if it doesn't work, that's okay. It's what I was supposed to do. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like no, to no, me, I it's, get you. it's not about the it's not about the song doing anything in particular. To me, it's just about showing people where I'm at and whoever connects with that connects with that. Whoever doesn't, doesn't. This is just me. You know what I mean? Like how how lame one day to put out music that you thought was gonna be successful but really wasn't you. Mm-hmm. And then to go, man, what if I had just been myself? At least, like, in this perspective, like, I, I get to be myself, and then at the end of it, if it didn't work, well, that was me. Go down swing. That was my story. Yeah. Yeah. Good for you. Yeah, man. Good for you. Thanks. No one in the house with us today. Get that single. I'll be the one. It is officially a Canadian country radio. I'd also like to recommend, uh, maybe we will, from the YouTube Nashville sessions. Hey, thank up. you, man. That was a great clip that I was watching this morning. It was a nice appreciate job. it. Nice job. Uh, Noah, in the building with us now. Instagram, email, Pandora, whatever. It's all on his website. And uh, you can also text him. Number's there, too. <laughs> Thanks for being here, man. No problem, man.